Hello, and welcome to the ninth episode of Studies in Shadow. I am your host, Jack Rogers, and as always, I am joined by my fantabulous co-host, Noah Bazoo. How you doing, man? I'm good. I was drinking water, and I tried to say something, and it got caught in my throat. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> Terrible me. timing, bro. Yeah, I was like, oh, no, I need to get this down quickly. <laughs> that, was not, that was not appropriate. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Awful timing. Oh, shoot. I forgot to grab my mug of water. That's okay. Noah and his wife. We recorded in Noah's and his and his wife's apartment, and they have this uh, this mug that I like to drink out of because I when Rainbow I was helping unicorns. Him, when I yeah no when I was helping them move in, uh, his wife was like, "I have this onesie that's way too big for me. Do you want to? Do you want it?" I was like, "Okay, what is it?" And she shows me. It looks like an Easter egg. Like, no, it, it that's very it, like, accurate description. Is it like blue, green, orange, and pink? Yeah, and a little bit of yellow. Some yellow in there. Yeah. It's it's super it's, a mess. it's super Easter looking. <laughs> and then like I had oh my gosh, because for Noah's bachelor party for when um when he got married, I, I made us all go get uh Manny Petties to embarrass the uh the younger guys who would be coming. But also because we'd never had one before. We're like, no, no. I wonder what this is like. And it was actually really nice. It was really good, except for the fact that Jack and I, and a few other people, but specifically Jack and I are very ticklish on our feet. Oh, it was awful. And I still have video of <laughs> Jack getting his foot. Up. You'll have to post that on the website. The scrape, yeah. <laughs> Website's going to be up really soon. Woo! Um, it should be definitely up by next week. Uh, okay, but as I was saying, so my toes were painted at the time because this is like at the beginning of the semester and his wedding was right before the semester. So I had uh, hot pink painted toes with... Uh, sparkly flowers on them. Mm-hmm. That's what I had. So I was wearing a super colorful onesie. I had painted toes. And I, um, I picked up this mug out of a box. And it was a rainbow unicorn mug. And I was like, all right, somebody's got to take a picture. This is probably the most colorful I'll ever be. So they have this picture of me just kind of posing with this rainbow unicorn mug. And ever since... Every time I come over and every time I do a show, I have this mug next to me that I fill with with some water so my throat doesn't get so dry. And I forgot it. Gosh darn it. Um, (laughs) It's okay. We have shorter episodes now, so it doesn't matter. Yes, that is true. (laughs) We're going to try to keep it uh, 45 minutes, at least like at least 45 minutes and under 55 minutes is kind of what we're going to be shooting for now. For your viewing pleasure. And also to make it easier on us because... I mean, not to lie, it was super easy to talk for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. When you do a lot of research on stuff, and then you're, yeah. like, rambling on for 30 minutes, <laughs> it's really easy. <laughs> wow, that's a loud car in the background. Don't know if you can hear that. Oh, um, I thought that was something else. Oh. Nice. Huh. What are we talking about today, Noah? We are talking about the infamous, the, I don't even know any of the other big words I can use, the infamous, the tyrannical, notorious, the, the notorious? notorious, the serendipitous i don't know just give me the give me the thesaurus uh we're talking about the shinigami today did you just sneeze gesundheit that was you oh no i said <laughs> oh i didn't you thought that was a sneeze yeah i was like that was you my man that was way too drawn out i was like did you like too black out sneeze? from that sneeze yeah. no. <laughs> we're talking about the shinigami okay japanese so what? No, okay. Wow. So I just got a text tone over the computer. Wow. I promise it didn't play into the microphone. Oh, it's just playing into our really headphones. really loud. Okay. That's what I thought at first. Maybe I'm wrong and we'll hear the text tone. 
<laughs> during the episode, and I'll be like, ah, crap. Bro, we've already gone four minutes. We <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so we're already a tenth through our time. We're talking about the Shinigami in Japanese mythology, folklore, so history. So sh- she means death. Uh, kami means lesser god or spirit. Mm-hmm. So quite literally, it translates to... Death god death or god. death spirit. Mm-hmm. Did you know that she is also the number four in Japanese? Mm-hmm. It is their equivalent of unlucky number 13. So in hospitals, they won't have a fourth floor, much like we won't have a 13th floor. I didn't know that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, when I was really young, I read a book called uh, Koroku, Sailing Alone Across the Pacific, which is about a Japanese man, Japanese man named Kenichi Hori, who was, like the title says, the first to sail solo across the Pacific in 1962. Wow. His 19-foot sloop was to be the fourth of its kind which would make the serial number a four. Mm. <laughs> he was superstitious, though, so he asked the builder to change it to a five. And so when I was researching this, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. I read this when I was very young. Oh, but anyway, yes, yeah, Shinigami, spirits of death, gods of death. Yep. Yep. I'm really excited for it. This is Little totally credits. off topic, but um, I, I, I guess it's different for... For us, because in America, it's just like, oh, our name is Noah and Jack, and they're such easy words. Noah Coon. But I really love when I when people say, like, their names or whatever. Like, when I meet students, foreign exchange students here at school, or students who are from Japan or from, you know, Korea, Taiwan, or China, and like, oh, yeah, my name is, and they say their full, actual, like, native name, I think it's really cool. So, like, when you were saying, like, the guy's name of, like, the guy who sailed across the Pacific... I was like, that's really cool. I like their name. It's just because I could never say it, but I think it's really cool to nice to hear. Side note, but yeah, it's I don't know. It's really cool. So I think the first thing I found about the the Shinigami is that they're not a classic Japanese character. Nope. They were not introduced into their literature and their culture until they met up with Europeans mm-hmm. who had the Grim Reaper. Well, there are some instances, but yeah, for the most part, like not mainstreamly, but yeah. I mean, they have their creation stories, like mm-hmm. the people who they, the gods who they believe created, mm-hmm. who were a couple. Um, they regard those as like, quote unquote, the first Shinigami. Once they had the concept of a Shinigami, like, oh yeah, that would classify these guys as Shinigami. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it comes in from other cultures, like uh, Buddhism. What's the other one? Shinto. Shinto. That I was going to be like, Sarto. Snitto, Shinto, nope, yeah. Shinto. Um, specifically, there was one in Buddhism called the Mara, mm-hmm. and that's a very that's a very different uh, version of a Shinigami. And that's the other thing I found is that there's a bunch of different types of Shinigami. Well, the thing that I learned is like, or the thing that I came out of this with was that Shinigami is more or less like a general like cover, I guess. Because well, like the, through the research that I had, there are a lot of different entities, spirits, gods, creatures that at one point or another were considered Shinigamis because of their nature and the way they were and how they did yeah. things. Mainly just dealing with death. Exactly. That's kind of the, the common thread. Yeah. And they're not all like cruel monsters who want to just like rip your heart out. No. But some of them are. Yeah. So I, there were a couple different versions that I wrote down. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Some are guides, like the Grim Reaper. Remember when we talked about psychopomps? Mm-hmm. 
uh, what were we? T- what, what ancestral spirits? Is that when we brought yep, that up? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Psychopomps, which is a spirit guide. You know, lead them to the afterlife. They don't have any control of death. Um, and then there's some that do have control over death. Um, there are some that can only trick people into death, and then there are some that can possess individuals and drive them to suicide. That's the Mara in Buddhism. Yeah. So that's considered a Shinigami. And every Shinigami, because it's not one entity like the Grim Reaper, and um, whereas the Grim Reaper is more of a harvester of souls, the Shinigami is more of just a... It's It pushes you. It's like death is their boss it's the natural thing that's going to happen and they just are like people to either help carry it out or just make it organized yeah and sometimes they're really cruel about it like we said already depending on the type sometimes they can either be very professional about it or very very manipulative and just absolutely cruel monsters to people yeah uh, they look kind of scary, too, depending on which depiction you're looking at. There's some old... Uh, Jap- they look like woodblock paintings. Yeah, they do. Um, they look like zombie-looking things. Uh, different visual depictions of the Shinigami, but of course, there's a bunch of different types that you can see, uh, both in semi-classic literature and then also in pop culture. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of different types of Shinigami. Pretty much every anime nowadays has some sort of character or archetype in the show that's a shinigami Mm -hmm. whether that's a single character or like an organization organization yeah Yeah. no i think it's interesting because as you were talking about with like you know with buddhism they have mara i'm sure you've read similar things to this there's you know lots of different types or things that were considered shinigami in i'm gonna butcher this name in the yoga yoga kara culture it's believed that demons decide the time of people's deaths that's kind of like one of their beliefs. Hmm. And if you did anything to anger him, anger that specific um, demon, like anger him, taunt him, call him out, make fun of him, he'd make you die much sooner and in a way that was way more brutal. So what we're saying is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures is screwed. Basically. <laughs> so that's a type of Shinigami. He's, and, he's notorious for taunting. And, and then you have uh, the King of the Underworld, Yama, as well as like the Oni, like the ox-headed, the ox head and the horse face. They're both types of Shinigami. Horse face. Yeah, literally. And then in the Shinto Japanese mythology, uh, Izanami, Izanami, yes, Izanami gave humans dead. So it's seen as a Shinigami. Nice. Like, it's just basically like, either it's like cruel and they make you die, or it's like they give you death. Yeah. What I, what I think is cool is that they're depicted as having their own personality. Yeah. Each different one. I thought that was cool. And that's something that's found in like the earliest stories and then also in um, in media. Mm-hmm. Is they're kind of their own people. Um, did you read that one story about the dude who was going to commit suicide? This is like the myth. Oh, the old man story? Uh, no, he was a doctor. The fake doctor? Yeah, fake doctor. Yeah, he's a fake doctor. Yeah. yeah. Um, fair but cruel do you want, do you want me to tell that story if you want to because yeah. it shows it shows kind of that dichotomy of the personalities between Shinigami okay so I wrote down bullet points to just kind of give it the, the general spiel so imagine this a man is unhappy and he's going to commit suicide mm-hmm. a Shinigami shows up and tells him that it's not his time to go and that every individual person uh, who's alive they have kind of a candle 
right? There's this candle somewhere that's burning, and they're not supposed to die until that candle burns out. And the Shinigami's like, Brohan, Han Brolo, Brobaka, Broda. Why am I doing Star Wars references? Anywho, he says, your candle's not burnt out yet. You're not allowed to die. So to kind of entice you to stay alive, I'm going to give you a tool that will make you remarkably rich. Only downside is you're going to be kind of a, a D-hole um, because he had to pretend. He's like, you got to pretend to be a doctor. I'm going to give you some magic phrases and magic words that will send Shinigami away. And what you're going to do is you're going to say that you can cure all diseases and take people off their deathbed pretty much. So, oh, but by the way, you can only cast them away, cast the Shinigami that's there away if they're at the foot of the bed. If they're at the head of the bed, they're supposed to die and it's too late. So that's what this guy did. He said he could cure all ales and he went around uh, and was showing up people's houses, seeing Shinigami at the foot of the bed, using that magic phrase and Shinigami would go away, therefore the patient would live longer. Uh, On one occasion, however... He was called to a house, and when he showed up, he walked in and saw the patient and saw the Shinigami sitting at the head of the bed. Now, there's a couple things at stake here, because imagine you've built this whole persona and this whole reputation of being a doctor who can cure everything, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, now I can't do anything, so now it's going to make me look really bad. Also, the family was begging him to save this person and offered him a substantial sum of money it was a little girl if i remember correctly i saw it was a man but it's yeah it's just kind of same story different whatever yeah and so somebody was about to die and the shinigami was at the head of the bed and so he was super greedy he was like okay well i want the money and then also if i don't do this my reputation will be tarnished Mm -hmm. so he waited for the shinigami to fall asleep who knew gods of death needed sleep Um, so he waited for it to fall asleep and then he flipped the patient around in the bed. So then the Shinigami was quote unquote sitting at the foot of the bed and then he cast it away. Uh, family's happy. Person is going to live longer. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Fast forward to this guy going home. He shows up and that same Shinigami that he just cast out of the person who's about to die is like, what the heck? Not cool, man. You were not supposed to do that. That was not your call. And so he was angry, and the guy's like, okay. And then the Shinigami's like, okay, well, you know what? How about I'll forgive you if you buy us drinks as celebration of this this money you've gotten. Guy's like, ah, sure. This Shinigami wasn't as cool as the one who helped the guy prolong his prolong his life and give him magic words. Mm -hmm. Because he's like, all right, let's go. And then he takes him to this house that's filled with candles And he's like, you see that candle right there? That's your candle. And the guy's like, oh, crap. You mean like, and he's like, yep, that's your candle. See how it's about to burn out? That's because of your actions. And so he started freaking out and he's like, okay, I'm about to die. I'm going to die really soon because of what I've done uh, because of my actions. And he's like, tell you what, though. Your life will be prolonged if you can move the wax and wick to another candle. And when I first read this, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And, but I thought it was really cool because the candle thing is kind of predicting the future, I guess, because uh-huh. it's, it's a, death is inevitable. Yeah. And so what happens is he goes over to move the wax and the wick and he drops the candle. 
Oh, and it boy. falls on the floor, goes out, and he dies. Mm-hmm. So the candle wasn't going to go out because of what he already did. From what I gathered, the candle went out because of his actions in that moment. To because, try to change it. Because death is inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> and so it just knew the future. It's like predestination for death. It that's knew that he was going to be stupid and he dark. was going to die. Yeah, no, so that's that's the end of the story. He tried but failed and dropped the candle and died as a result. Yeah. So basic takeaway from that is don't screw with death and, uh, well, don't put yourself in a situation. That doesn't mean don't rely on modern medicine. Rely on modern medicine. Oh, yeah, but don't <laughs> screw with death. Don't, yeah. like, try to summon creatures of darkness and be like, help me prolong my life. Or don't uh, go to a crossroads and try to get a deal with the devil or something That's about death. That's different, though, because those guys aren't in charge of death. I know, but they can still kill you, though. That's they. Yeah, they can hurt you, but they're not, like... The say so for death, but I mean, they're types of shinigami, according to my research. No. They can they can bring death. Okay, that's but, basic thing. But I can bring death to you. Does that make me a You're shinigami? Not a supernatural being. Though. No, I know, but like something that can kill you doesn't make it a shinigami. Yeah, but they in this specific culture that I was reading about demons, like literally Satan's minions, are the ones that have like the cords, and they're the ones that hand them off to like the fates. And they can tell you, they can tell them whether or not to cut it early or to, like, weave it correctly. So, I feel don't like go looking for stuff. I feel like that's pretty dark. Yeah. Like, that's, so what do they believe about, like, the good deity? <laughs> Just like, ah, you're screwed. I am not gonna, I'm not gonna help you at all. I'm gonna let the evil ones Well, in a little bit of research, in a little fate. bit of research that I did, it basically was, like, the strand it, it kind of, like, this is kind of funny. I don't know if, like, the Hercules, like, Disney movie knew this. But it was, like, if people aren't meant to die yet, their strand is, uh, it can't be cut. And doesn't say that it's, like, unbreakable. It just says it's not allowed to be cut. And if they do something that is contrary to what their god, their real good gods would ask of them, or they do something evil or cruel, their, um... Their, 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 you know, their thread of life loses that power. And with that, the demons can either kill them or they can use that as leverage to hold it over that person because those demons can't actually come and kill someone, mm-hmm. but they can like basically come to that person and say, hey, we can kill you now or we can have the fates do it because he doesn't have that power yeah. or you can give souls to us, basically make him a murderer, basically. Uh. And that's what the, some of the stories were talking about. And it's like, those are types of Shinigami because they barter with you over death, where it's like, it's yours or somebody else's. Like, what do you want to do here? Hmm. And not all of them are that, you know, business-like. Most Jerky. of them are very, very just cut and dry. You're dead. It's time to go. Jeez. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. So that was kind of depressing. That's why I said don't mess with them. Don't go looking for bad things, folks. Um... But earlier you were talking about, the, you know, how the word Shinigami doesn't show up in Japanese literature. Um, at least classic Japanese At least classically, literature. I guess, yeah. But if you go back, I'm sure you saw this too, in the Edo period, in ancient Japan, Edo, E-D, E-D-O, yeah. What? The Edo period. Oh. In ancient Japan, the word Shinigami is seen much more frequently in cultural writings and ancient literature. No. In fact, there was a writer named... Oh boy. <laughs> Do you want me to read it? It's I got this. I wrote I've read it earlier out loud. Chikamutsu Monzemion. Ch- Chikamutsu Monzemion. Can I see it? Right here. Chikamatsu Monzemon. Yeah. 
I am, I'm reading it like I'm German. Mon Simon. Yeah. I was like, I don't <laughs> think it's Mon Simon. Uh, he wrote uh, of the Shinigami and their role in uh, various suicides that happened in his village. And this was back in 1706. And some dates go back even earlier. Um, this is like a side note. I had to like look this up because I was like, so is it like just a story? And apparently it's not. Apparently he wrote about like death and a bunch of different things. Mm. And like, so this book that he wrote, I don't, I don't remember what it was called because it was some really, really long title just talking about, basically it was just like the encyclopedia of death spirits and how to avoid it in that time. And it was like actually really creepy because in this small village in Japan, because you know, this is when Japan was like isolationist back in 1706. um, Apparently in the span of like a month, there were 50 suicides and people didn't understand why. And a lot of people from what the reading said or what his writing said, a lot of people would one day be like, this is terrible. Like we need to find a way to like stop this. We need to find a way to like, you know, bring the good spirits back into it. Yeah. And then the next day they'd find them like either putting their own, they'd find their head in their fireplace or they like, they would put their own head in their fireplace or they'd hang themselves or jump off their roof. These same people who were trying to stop it and their explanation. They got clinton <laughs> I don't know if we can say that. That's a little too much. Oh boy, we're gonna die now. That's the most political thing yeah, I'll dude. probably ever say on this show. So, just because it's so relevant right now. But it's creepy because like all these people were dying. Like it said, in less than a month, fifty people in this little village, and the belief was is that either a Shinigami had been uh, mocked. It had been you know it had been like but it basically had been put off by somebody, or it just went rogue. Because, like, we talked earlier how, like, they have personalities. Yeah. Some of them kind of had more, like, it described it as playful personalities. But by playful, it's like a cat with a grasshopper. Like, it's like, oh, look at this. It can jump. So and then chaotic. It kills it. So either lawful, evil, or chaotic neutral. Yeah. Of. but like I'm so, a chaotic neutral. But so this guy, like, this, the way he explains it is like that. He explains it as, like, a cat with a grasshopper. Like, it'll catch it in its paws and open it and be entertained by it, never intending to kill it. But it does in the end. So it's like my first dog with my first hamster. I, I guess. <laughs> when when the dog oh, would yeah. find the hamster, be like, I want to play with this. And yeah. Like, no, Sadie. And so he just goes into detail saying the sh- in there, in what they assumed, because they tried to appease uh, the Shinigami and all their gods and all kinds of ways, and nothing worked. Um, I forget exactly when it stopped. I think it just stopped, honestly. Like, he never gave a reason. He said, finally, things calmed down, or finally, things, you know, went back to their old tempo, is I think what the book says. I bet it was that LSD rye bread that we talked about in the witch trials. <laughs> in Japan, went, too. It all just went nuts. But, yeah, the Shinigami was just having a good time playing around, and apparently people would, like, they'd hear people screaming in their house at something, and then they'd be dead. And apparently Shinigami was, like, offering people, like, different things to, like, do terrible things to their family members. Like, hey, do this. I want to see if you can do this. And then they wouldn't. And the guy's like, no, kill me instead. And he's like, well, I will. This is, like, Bird Box. That movie on on Netflix that's kind of like a copy-paste of Quiet Place, but not really. Um, Because if they see the thing, they freak out and then they kill themselves. Yeah. And they have no control anymore. That's kind of what it reminded me of. Oh, you know what else this reminds me of? Hmm. Okay, so when I was reading about this, you know... um, uh, the Shinigami driving people to kill themselves because they don't necessarily have control over death in yep. some depictions. Um, some would drive a person very close to suicide and then lead them to a place where suicide had already taken place mm-hmm. to then hope that history would repeat itself, is from what I saw. Yeah. You know what that made me think of? Hmm. Freaking the death forest. 
at the mount of at the foot of Mount Fuji in Japan. The suicide forest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Logan Paul. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. It's you went political, I'm going to go entertainment on this. <laughs> we don't condone anything that he that's terrible. Oh my god. Don't look it up if you've Awful. listened to me. It's don't. very it's very sad. They literally it's called the suicide forest and they have signage in there like all over saying don't do this, think of your families, mm-hmm. turn around and go home. Mm-hmm. And they're just constantly finding dead people. And so when I saw that, I was like, huh, I wonder if, if, if assuming these Shinigami are real, if this is a place where they lead them. Yeah, I was, I, I, I thought of that when I was reading this, just, but I never went into detail. But the only thing I could think of with that now is like people would maybe, I mean, maybe at one point, like as you're saying, maybe at one point it was the fact that Shinigami would draw people there. But one of the things that it said that I read about with Shinigami is the fact that they're, they're, they're attracted to places with negative emotions, like a lot of evil spirits. Oh yeah. And they put people in those places because like you said, they hope the emotion will take over. So maybe the fact was that from maybe, I don't know how many thousands of years or maybe hundreds of years, people have been killing themselves in that forest in Japan. But seriously, maybe like the air and the area is just so tainted with evil and like sadness and depravity and death mm. that it's just kind of like absorbed it into it. And no longer do Shinigami need to like necessarily guide people there. It's more of like if they can get them near it, it'll happen kind yeah. of thing. There's um, there's a movie that came out a few years ago uh, called, I think it's The Forest with Natalie Dormer. I watched it. Um, I think I've watched this. I watched it with a buddy at the time. And it was freaky. Like, we watched it at night, and then I had to be home alone, and it sucked. Uh, but in that, um, I, uh, spoiler alert, plug your ears or turn down your radio for a few seconds if you air don't want to hear the ending of this. Of this <laughs> well, I mean, I listen to it in the car. They're Spotify. That's when I, that's on your headphones. I, whenever I listen to podcasts, I listen to it in the car. Um, I was just being presumptuous. <laughs> anyway, uh, the main character, she ends up, um, killing herself, but she doesn't mean to. Huh. Like, I don't think uh, I've seen the, this then. the evil spirits, like, make this vision of a past trauma that happened in her life that you kind of see throughout the movie of, I believe, like, either her father killed her mother oh, and then geez. killed himself or something of equally horrible nature happened in Ugh. her childhood and she, like, saw it. Or she's kind of, she was on the stairs looking down at the basement when it happened, kind of sitting there. So she's going down these stairs in this shed in the forest and then this vision starts and the thing that's, like, her father walks over and, like, grabs, like, her arm and is, like, holding her and she has this knife and she goes down to, like, try to cut the hands off it's making her slit her own wrists. Yeah. She's killing herself, and she doesn't even know it. Uh, the reason she entered with the force was to find her twin who had gone missing. And so... Of course. So when she dies, all of a sudden... And you haven't seen the twin the whole movie. I mean, you hear her voice because the spirits are giving her visions of, mm-hmm. like, her sister to, like, mislead her. Yeah. Uh, but when she, when she accidentally kills herself, all of a sudden, like, you hear this, like, scream, and then it, like shows the twin who's been missing out of fire, like turning and looking up. Like she sensed her twin had just died because they talk about this connection. Um, oh, I, I was like, up. this is a, because th- that made me think of that too. The Shinigami it's the forest, the forest. Yeah. I look this up. Uh, it's, it's like a Shinigami that like dr- drives them to kill themselves. Yeah, it's exactly, but not even like meaning to, that was the depraved part is they didn't even mean to do it. They were just trying to protect themselves. Uh, so yeah, super dark ending. 
does not end well. Boy, now you've got me on that bird all. box thought again. Of the fact that, like, I'm just thinking of what you just said, plus the thing I just read about the guy with the story. It was just a ton of Shinigamis gone rogue. There it is, folks. That's the plot of Bird Box. A bunch of Shinigami gone rogue. Thank yeah. you very much. Um, <laughs> I think it's it's like Lovecrafty and mixed with Shinigami. Literally. you see the pictures that the dude draws in Bird Box. Well, like, if, for our viewers, if you want to know what a Shinigami looks like, there's really no one way. If you Google Shinigami, it's probably going to be a bunch of anime things or William Defoe because of the <laughs> because of the anime bur- it's Death Note. It's not an Note. anime, it's a live action And the remake. live action remake uh, from Netflix with William Defoe. But yes, as Death a, Note is, a, is an anime. It was terrible. Yeah. The, uh, the, the anime I've heard was great. I've never the watched anime's it. good. I, I've I, watched it. I've seen clips, um, but I've seen the movie and I hated it. It, yeah, the movie wasn't great. Um, a bunch of like these American white people with Japanese names. I'm just like, this isn't realistic. Lighto. Yeah, his name's Why? Light. And it's yeah, like... his name's Light. Um, but in the actual, the actual show is really good. I I've mean, heard. it's got great freaking character build because mm-hmm. it's a normal, like smart high school or college kid. And we'll we'll get into that in a we'll minute. We'll talk about, yeah, but he just, it's a great character arc. And the Shinigami in that, uh, uh, I've heard that the visual depiction is probably more accurate than, like, Shinigami and other manga and anime, like Bleach. Yeah, and, yeah no, those are, be- those um, are weird. They're depicted just as humans. <laughs> yeah. But so if you look up Shinigami and you look for things that look like they're kind of older and more, like, ancient, it's probably, like, like block just... paintings. Yeah, seriously, there's a lot of different depictions of them. We'll put some pictures up on the website. We will. We definitely will, but seriously, like it's, it's intense stuff. Like it can be like what's like the thing that I kept writing with the Shinigami topic was just fair but cruel, and now I'm kind of questioning that that topic that I wrote, like the whole fair but cruel thing, because a lot of them are fair, where it's like it's your time to go, you know, we're gonna do it kind of thing. I don't even think that's cruel. It's not. That's the fair part. That's just, and then the cruel is because of the crazy ones. Yeah, yeah, because. I feel like the personality span is just a lot wider than Ooh. just the Grim Reaper who just yeah. like shows up. He's like, "All right, it's time to go. I'm gonna scythe your soul out now." Do you know what? You know what I just thought of, and this might be totally off. Jeez. But, yeah. No. It's totally you, off. Have you, you've watched Supernatural, the TV show. Yeah. So of course, death, the Horseman, death. Yeah. Like He's got you, a scythe. Yeah, but you hardly ever see it. Like, you see it once or twice. see a couple times. But then the rest of the time... He's eating um, pizza when you first see him. Or you see him uh, eating pizza when Dean... But then the rest of the time, they actually have, like, those psychopomps. Yeah. The ones... the What what are they called? Reapers? Reapers. Harvesters? Yeah. No, Reapers. You're right. Reapers, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I just think it's interesting how, like, we're talking about different personalities and how, like, the Grim Reaper and, like, you know, Western mythology is the fact that he's just kind of, like, this monster who comes to get you. But then last week, we talked about the fact that he's probably not a monster. I wouldn't even call him a monster. Yeah, he's just like It's like Hades. Hades isn't a villain. I he's mean, just the over. I've not. seen Disney. I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't rely. Okay, note to the audience: don't rely on Disney for any sort of factual cultural history. The mouse does not know it all. My goodness. But anyway, no, I just Hades. Think he's like it. a super chill dude. He's super like kind. I think he's like one of the first instances instances you see of like um, a guy offering a dowry. For his his uh, his betrothed, his betrothed, yes. yeah, because he marries a woman, and I can't remember if she was happy with him or not. But he was like very kind to her. Is this her. the goddess who goes back and forth, or just a woman? It's just it's a goddess. Okay, I, I believe. You know, talk. She's like married to two people, isn't she? Fetch. You're talking about like Aphrodite. Is that his wife? No, 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 definitely not. I'm looking it up. Who's Hades' this. wife? I got this. I got. But this. he's just he's very he's very kind, and he's. 
he's not a bad Persephone. guy. Persephone. I knew it was Sam's fish's name. He's not. Dang it. Yeah, he's not a bad guy. He just, he's just in charge of a place where dead people are. Yeah. He doesn't punish people. It's the modern day media and like Hollywood. Not hating on it because it's entertaining, but it's yeah. that kind of stuff that makes us think, oh, they're evil. Yeah. Hades, I, Hades is not equivalent to our see, version of the devil. Yeah. I, th- I just think it's interesting <clears throat> how like we talk about like, with the personalities of Shinigami, I think of, like, Death from Supernatural. When you first see him, talk to one of the characters, he's eating pizza, and they're like, you kill people, and he's like, he's an old guy, and he's like, uh, really, I don't. And, you know, people, like, he's, like, throughout the series, they, they like, call on him, they ask him favors and stuff like that, and then Death at one point is just like, look, you're going to be me for a day, so you can stop, like, hating on me. You know, talk about when Dean oh, gets the yeah. ring, the ring that lets and him then like it. he sees the little girl who's gonna die, and he saves her life, and as a result, somebody else dies. Her dad dies. Oh yeah, he's, he's so excited. He drives out of the hospital so excited, and he dies in the car crash. Yep. And so Death's just like, look, like you can hate me all you want and think I'm cruel, but in the end, I'm just doing what has to happen. And I think of that. I like, am doing my job, yeah, sir. <laughs> I'm think. I think that's how Shinigami are, except for the crazy ones that kill people without. You know, without reason. Oh. I've also read something as well. I don't know if you read this part at all. The fact that Shinigami, sometimes they don't drive people necessarily to death. But, like, if they're a little bit... <laughs> the way that this, like... The way that this thing I read <laughs> explained it was they hadn't met their quota for <laughs> for that month or that year or whatever. They would uh, drive people, like I kind of said earlier, to kill other people <laughs> and like do terrible things so like this is not hey. meant to, this is not meant to be <laughs> it's like a multi-level marketing dude coming to I, you being like hey i'm not doing so well so how about you join my team and recruit some other people as in i'm <laughs> i'm not meeting my quota i need you to kill other people for me <laughs> so i don't know if this is like too dark to say but this is a dark podcast and i'm gonna say it so i apologize if this is offensive um I read something on here, and I don't condone violence in any way. I think it's terrible that people hurt each other and they do these terrible things. There was a man who, um, in J- in Japan, oh. <laughs> long story short, this dude killed a bunch of school kids at school, basically equivalent to a school shooting. That sucks. In Japan, and oh. there was like no rhyme or reason for it and people were like you know in america they'd be like okay well he was crazy and all kinds of stuff but this was a couple this was a while ago and it wasn't a gun he used a knife um and it was that's even scarier and so he killed a bunch of little kids and back in that time i think i'm almost positive this was in the 1850s if i was remembering this they write about how a shinigami had convinced him that if he would do this he would be spared or somebody he loved would be spared. So once again, it comes to that whole bargaining with death kind of thing mm-hmm. where it's like, hey, I'll do this, but you have to do this kind of thing. Sell your soul sort yeah. of thing. So like, wow, it's a really loud engine out there. My goodness. It's Did just you like, hear how fast that guy was going? <laughs> I just think like... That's what I say about people who have really loud engines. People who, I don't know, in Japanese, I don't know, in their like mindset, I guess if you had like a shooting or school shooting or like a massacre of some kind, it, that, that could be a The reason. devil made me do it. A Shinigami made me do it, yeah. It's the equivalent of, like, I was possessed, devil yeah. made me do it. You have oh, but the, there's um, no possession in this, though. That's the very that's the thing when they say it a lot. There's no possession. It's just is, coercion? Yeah, it's literally um, like, look, this is going to happen, and you can either make it or break yeah. it. Because there's the uh, there's the Lutz family in the, you know, the Amityville horror story? You know? I vaguely. Okay, well, you've explained they moved into a house that was haunted, and the reason it was haunted was because uh, the guy who lived there 
uh, in the middle of a night with a level with a lever action rifle, managed to kill his whole family in their sleep. It's a lever action it's rifle, a loud, loud in a gun. small house. I mean, it's not small, but it's it's not a mansion. You're gonna hear it. Yeah. So he was able to m- murder, just shoot every single person in the house like once and kill them. And then uh, in his trial, he claimed uh, possession or coercion by mm-hmm. dark forces. Jeez, that's yeah. just messed up. It's dark. It is. I just think it's interesting how, like, I don't know whether or not our audience believes this or who, you know, believes this kind of stuff or who thinks it's just hullabaloo. But regardless of what you think, you've got to, like, give credit to the people who maybe either came up with this or wrote it down for the first time. Yeah. Because, I mean, every single culture and every time period of all of mankind, there have been explanations for everything. Yeah. Like, whether it be a death god or a, someone who's possessed by a witch, she's a witch, you know. All kinds of things like that. There's always a reason people give, whether it's yeah. just an excuse or an actual reason, and whether or not we listen to it or not. I I am of the belief that the dark forces aren't the ones doing the punishing. No. If any, they just want you working with them and for them, and they want you to suffer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. They want you to punish yourself and to be miserable forever, but they don't. <laughs> their moral compass isn't. You did something bad, so I'm going to punish you. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, so that's why when, when people talk about, like, this is going to be me talking about uh, kind of modern religion. For people talking about, like, the devil is the one punishing people. No. I'm like, I don't think so. I mean, no. I think he kind of just wants everybody to feel terrible. It's a whole misery loves company thing. Yeah, misery loves company. That's, that's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, I don't feel like that's his call. <laughs> um, anywho. No, but you're, like, in terms of without going into too much detail of, like, religion... I mean, when you think about it with, like, things like going to hell and stuff like that, in so much, um, in so many cultures and religions and, like, stories, it's the devil in hell who, like, tortures people. But then you read things like Dante's Inferno where he's, like, he himself is trapped. Like, the devil oh, is yeah, trapped down he, there. Okay, so what, what Noah's talking about, he's a massive, like, just beastly looking thing. He's got, what is it, two heads? Two no. heads. He has, he has two heads. He has two heads mm-hmm. and uh, four wings? Something ridiculous. How many wings? Do, he has a lot of wings, mm-hmm. and he is, from the waist down, trapped in a lake. Mm-hmm. Of ice. It's frozen. It's frozen because the harder he flaps, the which causes ice. cold air mm-hmm. in this scenario, it freezes the lake. So you ever heard the, the term, by the beating of your own wings? Your own wings. Yep. That's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. It's like, by the beating of your own wings, you are suffering. And side note. Judas is just in there with him doing nothing. Uh, it's Judas and Brutus. Yeah. Br- Brute? Brutus. A2 Brutus? Yeah. A2 Brute? Yeah. It depends on what kind of culture you look at, whether it's Brutus and Judas or somebody else, but in all I've read, Judas has always been there. But yeah, but it's just like different kinds of things, and it's mostly like, look like the bad guys, it's just kind of like when your friend tells you to... uh like, hey, like, take this candy bar. Hey, like, take that gum wrapper. And like, then you know, punish you for it? That doesn't make any it sense. It doesn't make any sense. You get in trouble, and they kind of get to snicker, and you're like, oh, mom, my friend said to do it. And they're kind of like, oh, no, I didn't, Mrs. Such and Such. I didn't tell him to do that. And they kind of get to chuckle themselves because yeah. you got caught, right? That's kind of how Shinigami, that, well, it's not kind of how, that's exactly how Shinigami are. They're kind of like, either they're going to be on the one side, hey, look, you're going to die. It's time to go. 
your candles out. Like, this mm-hmm. is the plan from this. We, this was f- preordained. This is how you were going to go, when you were going to go. Let's hit, bud. Yeah. Like, not in a mean way. It's just kind of like, hey, bud, let's go. And, or it's going to be the other way where it's just like, hey, I'll let you live longer. I'll prolong that wick a little bit longer, make it extended a little bit, but you have to do this for me. And then when you get caught or you die or you get punished or anything like that, he gets to snicker because he gets more yeah. souls to him. You know, there actually was a guy, there's another story. He was able to uh, move the candle. Uh, his name was, his name's John. He was able to, there's a story, he was able to move the, the candle and the wick over and therefore prolong his own life. Oh. And he can't die now. You don't know what his name is? What? John Wick. Oh. <laughs> that was oh. stupid. That's you didn't, be the for- the you fourth- didn't see it coming. The fourth movie is going to be called Origins. And sh- <laughs> well, this one's called what? Parabellum. Next one will be called Shinigami Origins. It's, it's going to be, be in just- Japan. It's going to be... <laughs> He's going to be in Japan. It's going to be a prequel. <laughs> it's like a thousand years. And his old. wife and daughter are still going to be dead. No! <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's a prequel. Wow. <laughs> They've always been dead. <laughs> Wow, we have strayed. Oh my gosh, we're still talking about Shinigami. Yeah, we've I guess, talked about Shinigami this whole time. I guess something I want to like address now, I guess, is like the ma- the the anime. Yeah, let's let's quickly talk about Death Note. And the anime itself is fantastic. Yeah, the Netflix adaptation, William Defoe. Yeah, not okay. William Defriend. He's Defoe because <clears throat> he's a terrible actor in this movie. Okay, so Death Note for it's those of you who haven't seen it, uh, Gods of Death, like we're talking about. Uh, this one is bored. His name is Ryuk. He drops his Death Note down to Earth. It's a journal. With the Death Note, yeah, it's like a journal, and whoever's name. They would write a person's name in it like they had to meet a quota, and then they'd go kill that person. So it's a good example of Eastern versus Western culture yep. uh, meeting up because it's that Shinigami kind of shell with uh, Grim Reaper-esque uh, ideology. Esque ideology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And so he drops it down to Earth because humans can use it, and he's like, all right, I want to see what you do. So he gives it to this kid, Light, and Light turns into this dude named Kira, killer, um, and he's like a venge. He's lawful evil, pretty much. He's killing all the criminals in the world, but then he gets greedy and he's about to get caught. So he kills innocent people. And yeah, basically like if you write down someone's name in the death note, you have to write down their full name and they die. And you have to write down how long it takes for them to die. Like, like when they die and how. Yeah. I think I remember I read something about the rules of it earlier. Cause I was just like, what does this thing if mean? You, yeah. If you don't write a reason, they die within a, they die with a heart, a attack, heart attack in five minutes, in five minutes. And sometimes, and so he, you can make it as painless or as absolutely brutal as possible. And I'm not going to lie, I watched a few clips from it just because I wanted to know, like, okay, what is this whole thing? Because I've never seen it. I just know the movie, and it was terrible. In the live action, the first dude whose name he writes gets decapitated by a ladder that falls off a van. Yeah. It's really graphic. But in the in the, in the the clips that I watched, it was like he writes down, like, someone's name, and, you know, he's writing from this police officer who's looking for him, and he only knows his badge name. So he, like, writes it down. The dude has a heart attack, and he's about to find him or something like that. And then, like, he's, like, there's this girl who finds out that he's uh, the evil person or the person who's been killing all these people. Well, not actually him doing it, but him writing Is it. Is this when he tells her that he's Kira and she's walking away and yeah, she dies? And she dies, yeah. Because he, he tells her and she, that was He the asks plan. her for his she, – he asks – he doesn't know her name, her full name. So he asks, like, do you have a business card so I can call you? And they're, like, standing in the rain or something. He's like, I'm Kira. And she's like, oh, yeah, perfect. And he's, like, writing it. He's like, oh, let me just take these notes. He goes, oh, by the way. And he, like, says it to her. And it's just, like, a cute scene. And then it, like, goes totally, like, silent and I'm dark. Kira. And then she's just, like, her eyes are wide. And she turns around and starts walking away because she knows she's about to die. And he's yeah. staring at his watch. Yeah. He's like, you're going to die in 10 seconds. And, like, the thing about the anime is, like, he started off doing good things. Like, I say good things. Murder is never good. He was killing uh, terrorists. Yeah, he was killing terrorists. Like, he would have, like, in our world, he would have written things like, Osama bin Laden. 
Hello everyone, this is Noah. I'm sorry to interrupt the podcast like this, but the following segment has been redacted because I may or may not have said something, or someone's name, that was very, very politically controversial. And in that moment of humor, it was funny, but it was not appropriate for this section. <laughs> so uh, we decided to cut it out, and you'll hear our reaction in a second. We're, re- we're recording this after the fact, obviously. So apologize for the interruption, but uh, thanks for listening. Don't ask questions. Um, all these different oh, things. No, 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 we already made so many political oh, jokes. Oh shoot! We made one. Nah, 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 nah. nah. It's okay. They couldn't hear. They couldn't hear me. It, no, that, We're gonna have to listen back now. Gosh, dang it! Nah, nah. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Don't even worry about it. I'll take the blame. Um, no, he would write down names like Osama bin Laden, like you know, evil people and stuff like that, and they would die. And you can make them do things. And anyway, the only real thing that's realistic about it is the fact that a Shinigami comes to this kid and he's like, "Hey, we can kill people. <laughs> like I'm a god of death." But the only unrealistic thing, or the only unrealistic thing, the things that were so unrealistic is the fact that, like, the Shinigami works with this kid, but if, if it was, like, true to, like, culture, and I'm not going to lie, the anime is fantastic, so I'm not dagging on it, or bagging, I'm just, like, saying, uh, the guy, the main character would have been dying, and the Shinigami would have said, hey, you can live longer, but you gotta get other people to first, yeah. kind of thing. But the way they did it is phenomenal. Like, they, really good, really good. Yeah. And then another one called Bleach. They're just samurai. I've never seen that. They're just samurai who just... I mean, it's more realistic to, like, the actual culture of it, to where they're just kind of agents, agents of death, kind of just keeping order in the spirit world sort of thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, But they're just... They're human-looking dudes. Huh. And that's all my notes on Shinigami. Do you want to have a Noah nugget of knowledge? Give me a Noah nugget of knowledge. I call it the NNN. What? Because knowledge is Noah's nugget of Knowledge. knowledge. Because knowledge is spelled with an N in my notes. So! That was loud. I know, I'm glad it happened. <laughs> Greek, the Greek personification of death. Do you know what his name is? Uh, it starts with a T, right? Uh-huh. I, I heard it, but I forget. It's, it's Thanatos. No! It is literally, it is T-H-A-N-A-T-O-S. Thanatos is the Greek personification of death. Does he have a golden glove? No. With six stones? He is, he is known to be the bringer of death, and while he has no physical, like, actual individual form, there's many different forms, wherever he goes, death follows. And so I was just like, hey, because he's like their god of death, Thanatos. Yeah. And so I'm just like, Thanatos, Thanos, oh my gosh. You know what I bet he says before he kills people? I'm inevitable. I am inevitable and i am dead uh, that's what that's actually really really awesome you bring that up it's like it is like death is inevitable like you can run but you ain't gonna hide like it's like the doulahan that whip's gonna get you <laughs> it's got reach boy it's gonna get your eye <laughs> but so i thought that was really interesting that's my nugget of knowledge that i want to share the fact that i don't know if stan lee whoever made up thanos did take that from that i didn't look that up but just from, like, I was looking at it on, like, this website about all the gods of death in different cultures, and I was like, Thanatos. And I clicked on it, and I was reading the description about how, like, he comes and wipes out, like, large sections of, like, area, and, like, he'll, like, pick and choose. And I'm just kind of like, wait a dang minute. This sounds like my guy who snapped and took out half the universe. So that's interesting, I thought. I was like, huh, it does come from somewhere. I thought it was just a clever, cool name, but it's got a lot of symbolism behind huh. it. Even if it didn't mean it. There's no way they didn't not mean that. I like it. Like, yeah, you just take out the T, and that's fine. Like, yeah. the second T, and then his name is Thanos. Yeah. 
So if you're wondering why there's that writing noise at the beginning of the episode, it's because we talked about Death Note a little bit and writing names in books. Even though it's such a small part of the episode, I thought it'd be interesting. For all anyway, of our anime lovers. I have nothing else to add. Do you have anything else to add, Noah? No, this was a cool topic, though. All right, yeah, I agree. Please send us anything you'd like to hear about, either in our email at studiesinshadow at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook or Twitter, uh, username studiesinshadow. You can find us and listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Also, we'll soon be on Pandora, and I might be adding us to Stitcher, because I heard that's a podcast app. If you haven't heard of that. Uh, Neither had I until a listener said they couldn't find us, and I was like, where are you looking? I was like, download an app. <laughs> I'm like, where are you looking? She's like, oh, it's called Stitcher. It's a podcast app. I'm like, oh, okay. We'll, we'll submit it then because it's super easy. Uh, for all inquiries or requests, like I was saying earlier, you can reach us at studiesinshadow at gmail.com. Music has been pr- composed and produced by Jack Rogers and Matthew Gonzalez. This has been Studies in Shadow. Thank you for listening and be safe. <laughs>